This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. People increasingly recognize how long-standing systemic issues have prevented many in our societies from flourishing. But often, Christians are not sure how to best engage. Does it help to march and hold signs? What can we do to contribute and not further complicate things? Keep listening to hear more about Michelle Farina Warren's forthcoming book, Join the Resistance. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Isaiah chapter 3 through Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. A coming leadership crisis. Look, the sovereign Lord of heaven's armies is about to remove from Jerusalem and Judah every source of security, including all the food and water, the mighty men and warriors, judges and prophets, omen readers and leaders, captains of groups of 50, the respected citizens, advisors, and those skilled in magical arts, and those who know incantations. The Lord says, I will make youths their officials. Malicious young men will rule over them. The people will treat each other harshly. Men will oppose each other. Neighbors will fight. Youths will proudly defy the elderly and riffraff will challenge those who were once respected. Indeed, a man will grab his brother right in his father's house and say, You own a coat. You be our leader. This heap of ruins will be under your control. At that time, the brother will shout, I am no doctor. I have no food or coat in my house. Don't make me a leader of the people. Jerusalem certainly stumbles. Judah falls. For their words and their actions offend the Lord. They rebel against his royal authority. The look on their faces testifies to their guilt. Like the people of Sodom, they openly boast of their sin. Woe to them, for they bring disaster on themselves. Tell the innocent it will go well with them, for they will be rewarded for what they have done. Woe to the wicked sinners, for they will get exactly what they deserve. Oppressors treat my people cruelly. Creditors rule over them. My people, your leaders mislead you. They give you confusing directions. The Lord takes his position to judge. He stands up to pass sentence on his people. The Lord comes to pronounce judgment on the leaders of his people and their officials. He says, it is you who have ruined the vineyard. You have stashed in your houses what you have stolen from the poor. Why do you crush my people and grind the faces of the poor? The sovereign Lord of heaven's armies has spoken, washing away impurity. The Lord says the women of Zion are proud. They walk with their heads high and flirt with their eyes. 
They skip along and the jewelry on their ankles jingles. So the Lord will afflict the foreheads of Zion's women with skin diseases. The Lord will make the front of their heads bald. At that time, the Lord will remove beautiful ankle jewelry, neck ornaments, crescent-shaped ornaments, earrings, bracelets, veils, headdresses, ankle ornaments, sashes, sachets, amulets, rings, nose rings, festive dresses, robes, shawls, purses, garments, vests, head coverings, and gowns. A putrid stench will replace the smell of spices. A rope will replace a belt. Baldness will replace braided locks of hair. A sackcloth garment will replace a fine robe, and a prisoner's brand will replace beauty. Your men will fall by the sword. Your strong men will die in battle. Her gates will mourn and lament. Deprived of her people, she will sit on the ground. Isaiah chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Seven women will grab hold of one man at that time. They will say, we will provide our own food. We will provide our own clothes, but let us belong to you. Take away our shame. The branch of the Lord. At that time, the crops given by the Lord will bring admiration and honor. The produce of the land will be a source of pride and delight to those who remain in Israel. Those remaining in Zion, those left in Jerusalem, will be called holy. All in Jerusalem who are destined to live. At that time, the Lord will wash the excrement from Zion's women. He will rinse the bloodstains from Jerusalem's midst as he comes to judge and to bring devastation. Then the Lord will create over all Mount Zion and over its convocations a cloud and smoke by day and a bright flame of fire by night. Indeed, a canopy will accompany the Lord's glorious presence. By day, it will be a shelter to provide shade from the heat, as well as safety and protection from the heavy downpour. Isaiah chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. A love song gone sour. I will sing to my love a song to my lover about his vineyard. My love had a vineyard on a fertile hill. He built a hedge around it, removed its stones, and planted a vine. He built a tower in the middle of it and constructed a wine press. He waited for it to produce edible grapes, but it produced sour ones instead. So now, residents of Jerusalem, people of Judah, you decide between me and my vineyard. What more can I do for my vineyard beyond what I have already done? When I waited for it to produce edible grapes, why did it produce sour ones instead? Now I will inform you what I am about to do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and turn it into pasture. I will break its wall and allow animals to graze there. I will make it a wasteland. No one will prune its vines or hoe its ground, and thorns and briars will grow there. I will order the clouds not to drop any rain on it. Indeed, Israel is the vineyard of the Lord of heaven's armies. The people of Judah are the cultivated place in which he took delight. He waited for justice, but look what he got, disobedience. He waited for fairness, but look what he got, cries for help. Disaster is coming. Beware those who accumulate houses, who also accumulate field after field until there is no land left and you are the only landowners remaining within the land. The Lord of Heaven's armies told me this. Many houses will certainly become desolate. Large, impressive houses will have no one living in them. Indeed, a large vineyard will produce just a few gallons, and enough seed to yield several bushels will produce less than a bushel. Beware those who get up early to drink beer, those who keep drinking long after dark until they are intoxicated with wine. They have stringed instruments, tambourines, flutes, and wine at their parties, so they do not recognize what the Lord is doing. They do not perceive what he is bringing about. Therefore, my people will be deported because of their lack of understanding. Their leaders will have nothing to eat. Their masses will have nothing to drink. So death will open up its throat and open wide its mouth. Zion's dignitaries and masses will descend into it, including those who revel and celebrate within her. Men will be humiliated. They will be brought low. The proud will be brought low. 
The Lord of heaven's armies will be exalted when he punishes. The holy God's authority will be recognized when he judges. Lambs will graze as if in their pastures. Amid the ruins, the rich sojourners will graze. Beware those who pull evil along using cords of emptiness are as good as dead, who pull sin as with cart ropes. They say, let him hurry, let him act quickly, so we can see. Let the plan of the Holy One of Israel take shape and come to pass, then we will know it. Beware those who call evil good and good evil, who turn darkness into light and light into darkness, who turn bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter. Beware those who think they are wise, those who think they possess understanding. Beware those who are champions at drinking, who display great courage when mixing strong drinks. They pronounce the guilty innocent for a payoff. They ignore the just cause of the innocent. Therefore, as flaming fire devours straw and dry grass disintegrates in the flames, so their root will rot and their flower will blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord of heaven's armies. They have spurned the commands of the Holy One of Israel. So the Lord is furious with his people. He lifts his hand and strikes them. The mountains shake and corpses lie like manure in the middle of the streets. Despite all this, his anger does not subside and his hand is ready to strike again. He lifts a signal flag for a distant nation. He whistles for it to come from the far regions of the earth. Look, they come quickly and swiftly, none tire or stumble. They don't stop to nap or sleep. They don't loosen their belts or unstrap their sandals to rest. Their arrows are sharpened and all their bows are prepared. The hooves of their horses are hard as flint and their chariot wheels are like a windstorm. Their war is like a lion's. They roar like young lions. They growl and seize their prey. They drag it away and no one can come to the rescue. At that time, they will growl over their prey. It will sound like sea waves crashing against rocks. One will look out over the land and see the darkness of disaster. Clouds will turn the light into darkness. New Testament reading, Mark chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus brought before Pilate. Early in the morning, after forming a plan, the chief priests with the elders and the experts in the law and the whole Sanhedrin tied Jesus up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 through 10. Jesus brought before Pilate. When it was early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to execute him. They tied him up, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. Now when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus had been condemned, he regretted what he had done and returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? You take care of it yourself. So Judas threw the silver coins into the temple and left. Then he went out and hanged himself. The chief priest took the silver and said, It is not lawful to put this into the temple treasury, since it is blood money. After consulting together, they bought the potter's field with it as a burial place for foreigners. For this reason, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 silver coins, the price of the one whose price had been set by the people of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Thrice holy God, thank you for your word. These are difficult readings today, O oh God, about a crisis of leadership and waiting patiently, O oh God, on your part for good fruit to be borne by your people, O oh God. And 
in seeing, oh God, nothing but destruction and oppression of the poor and greed and callousness toward one another, infighting, backbiting, backstabbing. It's listed here in these passages, particularly there in Isaiah. And we are in our day and age, this is all too familiar, all too familiar where there's just a spirit of meanness and cruelty that has been coming from the saints and from the church here in our country, God. And I just pray that you would help us not to bear sour grapes, not to bear rotten fruit, to bear the fruits of the spirit, love, self-control, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering or patience. Oh God, would you help us, oh God, to bear this type of fruit so that people, that even that non-believers can pick from our fruit trees and taste and see that the Lord is indeed good. And would you help us not to be consumed by a monetary gain, short-term financial gain, that we forsake Jesus, that we betray Jesus because of the love of money. God, would you keep us content? Because we know that godliness with contentment is of great gain. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Faith Rooted Justice Advocate Michelle Farina Warren equips Christians to join Christ's restorative work in the world in her new book, Join the Resistance. In it, Warren invites us to understand our place in this moment and learn from those who have gone before, the poets and prophets who call us to resist oppression and injustice. Biblical, historical, and contemporary examples give us ways to walk in God's righteousness, truth, and peace. Pre-order your copy of Join the Resistance today at ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E. W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from BibleStudyTogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Yeah.